Hey, group chat. On this episode, we talk about so much stuff like why men don't open up to women or can you be best friends or friends with your BFF's ex says new girl. That's a complicated, what would you do? But it was really good. And we also get to interview Brianna Jones from Sweet Life, HBO Max's new reality show produced by Issa Rae. It was a great interview. Love ya. Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's me, Shade. It's me, Chelsea Pinky. <laughs> it's Glenn at Bedside Brat. What's poppin', y'all? Nothing much. These fucking dogs are wildin' out right now. If you hear them in the background, I'm very sorry. I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's a dog fight on the block. <laughs> um, um, what's up on Reddit Replies, girls? On Red or Reply. I can kick it off because you both are probably very unprepared. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> At least for me. Yeah, I don't got shit. I said what I said. <laughs> um, okay, so this is I'm kind I'm like kind of cheating because I just saw this on the interwebs. Um, someone we follow actually, like she's kind of like a known influencer, I guess, a fashiony girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she posts a lot on this subject of like what men should be providing. And we kind of touched on this on the episode with Brie, but she posted this guy talking about, it's like a TikTok video. And the guy's basically like, these days women are taking themselves out to five-star restaurants and they're treating their friends with like gifts with bags and shoes. And they're taking themselves on exotic vacations. So like they don't need a man who basically like can't, do those same things mm-hmm. and I was just like that like that's interesting because it's like sure of course you can provide those things for yourself but that doesn't mean that if a, a man cannot do those things for me then like I cannot be with him it's like if you can provide for yourself you can't necessarily then like put your what you have with the other person and like do things together like he doesn't now need to like take over that role of what I'm able to provide for myself is basically what I saw from it and he was like men step it up like you're a bozo and I was like whoa (laughs) this is this is really aggressive and then I had also seen this thing which like on spiritual world I want to say is the IG mm-hmm. and it was like a Twitter thread on like why men aren't vulnerable with women and um a lot of the posts I was seeing is like we're vulnerable and then when we break up with you we're bums and we're broke and we can't pay the rent and I was like oh god this is mm-hmm. like a, a whole thing that thread yeah. was really good I actually saved it down that thread yeah um the one men sharing why they do not open up to women um do you want me to read some Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So one was, okay. So a woman said, why do the woman who tweeted it said, why do men shut their partners out when it's their doing, when they're going through stuff, it's really mm-hmm. unfair. Mm-hmm. And this guy said, because at some point you'll use it against him, whether intentional or not, because women, you don't know certain things can't be said. And one said, you can't take them away. Sorry. We'll just never cut it. 
people really tweet and don't reread tweets. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not really sure what that meant. I'm, I'm basically up what say, he's putting down. Saying that like a woman will use it against him and like some things you can't be unsaid. So like it will fuck oh. their relationship. Yeah. Um, another person said the answer is in the question in and of itself. First paragraph, mm, the man mm-hmm. has the problem. He's going through stuff, period. Second line, she made it about herself. It's unfair to you, right? And that's why men don't. There was a lot about uh, women making it about themselves. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it is like kind of interesting. And we, we're going to get into this conversation with our guests. But like the more and more I think the older we get, the more and more I am seeing like this weird... Like Chelsea, you kind of talk about this, uh, the gender wars, but like it's very rooted in like the traditions of who can provide what or who can do what. Um, So it's like when men are clapping back at women, they're like, well, y'all bitches can't cook and clean. (laughs) Men, women are clapping back at men. It's like, well, you're broken, you're a bum and you can't provide. And like, I don't know. I find it interesting. I mean, y'all know my take. I really don't care, but it's like. Here we are. I and mean, it's progressive twenty twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like there's something to like if women are able to do all those things for themselves, then they just want to. It's like that idea of being with somebody who's equally yoked, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't need you to buy those things for me, but if I'm already living a certain type of lifestyle, it would be easier if you were to maybe that that's a mm-hmm. way to look at it, you know. Yeah, but I don't think it like what I took away from the video and maybe that's not what this man was trying to say. But what I took away from it is like they now don't need a man if he cannot reach those levels. Right. It's like, well, damn, bitch, you're going to be single or you're going to be in a very small pool competing with all these bitches. Because unfortunately, if we're going to go by societal norms, like men are the pickers. So, like, if I have my pick of the fucking litter, and this kind of goes back to the Ebony K. Williams conversation, it's almost incentivizing people to be broke bitches, to be honest. Fuck. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Because if I already have all these things on my own, now I have to now I have to compete in a small pool of men who make more money than me or the same amount of money as me. Right. Which we already know very challenging, specifically for black men, men of color. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, I mean, honestly, even for like we talked about the 1% is mm-hmm. st- starts at what they say, like 500, 500,000, which I thought yeah. would be way higher. I so know <laughs> it's, it's a small, it's a small pool. So it's like, I was saying it, it's, it's incentivizes you to be a broke bitch. No shade. I'm not trying to come for everybody, but it kind of does is like, I don't need to go hustle and make all this money. I could just chill. And then hopefully somebody comes and scoops me up. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Because now if as the man, I have to be able to provide above what you already provide for yourself, but you already taking yourself to all the nice restaurants and shit, like the cat, the the level of what you're looking for starts to level (laughs) up, but then the pool decreases. It's like, it's not working. Yeah. Oh Mm -hmm. God. Oh God. God. Sigh. Now that I'm back on Clubhouse, I just, these are the conversations I hear all day. Really? All day, every day. It's so, it's so bad. I saw one the other day. It was so ridiculous. It was like, should women with kids or who are overweight pay for first date? I'm sorry, with kids or overweight? How is even the same thing? Because they're saying her market value is lowered. So how dare she? Is that some fucking Kevin Samuels shit? It sounds like it. Market value? Probably probably ruining him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 uh. You know, grown legs away from him as well. Damn. And men were in that chat that asked, being like, "Yeah, I think they should." 
that's a conversation I hear a lot. Like you guys want, you know, to be wine and dine and you're someone's baby mama or you, you know, are overweight. I'm like, oh God. But just keep in mind, there aren't that many people on Clubhouse, right? Okay. A small, <laughs> small pool of people. It does give like a, you know, test group. Like there are many of the same, they reflect a lot of mindsets that are out there though. Yes. In a boiled yes. down, in a concentrated space. So, mm. uh, yeah. Well, y'all know I'm very much looking for a Harry Hamlin, someone who's going to, you know, Harry works, but it definitely feels like he's home, you know, baking the pies, making the bolognese. Okay, speaking of Harry <laughs> Hamlin, though, because I, I go into Clubhouse for the, um, there's like a Bravo group chat that happens around like noon or 1230 every weekday. And the guy who runs it like really is an insider. Like he knows all the um, housewives. He interviews them. I don't know what publication he works for, but he he knows what's going on with Bravo. I think there's some tea with Harry Hamlin and Lisa, which is why she, um, what's the word? diverts attention Mm -hmm. other places because if you like we don't really know about her relationship outside of the fact that they were both with other people got together Mm -hmm. I think there's some tea there wait but they've been together for a minute because they were together their kids are like in their early 20s so at least for that long and then I know I mean a minute that don't mean much how long was Erica with Tom oh wait, wait wait I was talking about like they were with other people and then got together. Like, I feel like when they got together, they were still young-ish. Maybe. I don't know. I know Harry was married. Harry oh. had a child with an gr- old yeah. lady. When he yes, was like yes, yes, yes. That is crazy to me. Yes. They, he was much older. Yeah. Yeah. Curious. That's what someone alluded to. So we'll see in future seasons. Oh my God. I cannot wait. I can't wait for that damn reunion. It's going to be so good. Listen, she don't play about uh, Harry Hamlin. She does not. Okay. Do you guys like Lisa? Yeah. I I mean, I I feel like I'm missing context. I don't like her. I think she's hilarious. Does that mean you like her? But like, it's not like I'm like ride or die for her. I just think she's a funny character. I hate how she's treating Garcelle. Yeah, I'm really not. From what I'm seeing, Dorit, the way Dorit is coming for uh, Christelle, Lord. (laughs) Garcelle, yes. Uh, Is not not curling over quite right for me. Ooh, Dorit is getting on my nerves, actually. My last nerve. Ooh, she blows mine. (laughs) Ooh. She really blows mine. Like, like, go away. Like, what are you ever talking about? Like, literally, she goes on Andy's because I like the watch what happens live when they try uh, to like, yeah. clean shit up. She's like, of course, I'm loquacious. Da-da-da-da-da, and like goes into another long rant. And I'm like, girl, what are you talking why about? Are you so long winded. PK <laughs> is the star. Okay. If we're going to talk about PK, buck. although PK was being math fake at that dinner, sitting next to Erica, like, sir, you was just talking mad shit about her. He- Okay, okay. Okay. It was just sipping all the tea. He was sitting there like, like, okay. I do get how Erica could have been mad at that dinner. Sorry, guys. This is quick. We're all housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) I I get how uh, this is (laughs) still on my red, but not. (laughs) Okay, mine will be so fast. I get how she was how she was mad looking back at that dinner, but also like they were just having dinner and like making jokes. Oh, PK. Yeah. Oh wait, so did Erica I don't think see he was the dinner? Like, did she get mad? Mean spirited. Did she see? No, I'm, I'm sure she saw it back. Oh, yeah. like now, yeah. yeah. But in the moment, I'm saying though, when they, sorry, I I wasn't clear. The last episode, they go to Crystal's Chinese New Year dinner, and PK is sitting next to Erica, 
Peking being like, you've been through so much. Yeah. Chelsea saying she doesn't think PK was being like OD mean spirited. So he wasn't necessarily being like hella fake. They were just like being a little messy. Right. They were Mm. with their wives like Kiki. The situation is funny. Fix his leg. Don't look at his brain. (laughs) It was 70 something year old lawyer. I can't lie. Um, Okay. uh, My red. Ma'am, can I finish my my portion? Oh, oh, you're also quite loquacious. Sorry. Uh, Am I? Or did we end up somehow on the fucking outside? Let's go. What's your reply? That was my fucking red. My reply, I won't even fucking get into because it's going to be too long. So whatever. I guess my reply has become the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) Did you actually have a reply? Yes, but it's fine. Okay. Maybe you'll give it to the patrons. It's really not that interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Well, we saved ourselves then. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay. So I'll get into mine and I definitely want to dig deeper into this at some point because we no longer have our original Zoom plan. So we have to kind of be fast. Um, there is a judge. This is my red. Oh, yes. Who has been systematically in Tennessee putting black kids in jail. It's really disgusting. Um, Just to give you like an overview quickly. um, She basically arrested 11 kids from this school. One of which was eight years old. Um, She arrested them for like watching a fight and not intervening. It's like, oh, yeah, you sent it that. What the fuck does that even mean? Dude? Did you read the thread? I, I read the thread. the thread. And apparently she's like a bum. Like she barely passed the bar and she's like really sus, right? Yeah, it took her nine years and five attempts to pass the bar. Girl. Um, you know, uh, white people can get far Girl. with me to say white excellence. <laughs> um, but yeah. But he's going to oh drag me for that. God. That's it's funny, really wild. Um <sighs> And yeah, it sounds like she just became on. a lawyer to be a fucking demon. Well, she said, I'm doing God's work. Right, 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 right. Oh, see, no. <laughs> very strange, very strange. And there's this weird like video about this um, juvenile facility. And it like almost sounds like a hotel commercial. It's like, we provide breakfast and we're right fr- away from the highway. And we're near all the states like, you know, Kentucky and all like the surrounding states can easily get to this facility. It's really fucking crazy and scary. She's probably got some getting some kickbacks. It's like privatized. That. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But like one of the kids like threw up on herself like when they were handcuffing her. Another mm-hmm. one like like it's so traumatizing. Mm. Um, yeah. So I want to you know I posted about it on my Instagram. I'll post about it again if you want more details. But um, you can read like the entire story um on propublica.org mm-hmm. and the story is called. Black children were jailed for a crime that doesn't exist. Almost nothing happened to the adults in charge. It's very gross and sick. Um, What I'm replying to are all the words that Trinidadians have. Uh And it's so crazy because my mom, my sister actually has like a Trinidadian dictionary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like something happened recently where she like had to go in there or whatever. But um, yesterday my mom got called a name that I had never heard before. So the word is Coco Payol. Mm. So basically that is 
you know, what they would, you know, call my mom in Trinidad, what someone might call her. Um, it's like a, like a Spanish Trinidadian. Um, so it's basically like the Venezuelan people that came to Trinidad to work on the cocoa fields. Um, and my mom was like talking about how like Trinidad has all these, you know, not in a negative way, not like a Trumpy way, but she was like, yeah, Trinidad has so many different people now because everyone's coming to the island she was like you go there and there's like you know jamaicans grenadians a ton of venezuelans like colombians like dominican like all these people are in trinidad now um for whatever multiple reasons but yeah and someone was like i'll be quiet with your coco pile self like you are one of them too and like was saying that to her and she got mad and it was like this whole thing but yeah so it's just interesting how many words that country has and cocoa comes, you said, from like the, from farming. Yeah. What's the, the, do you know what the last part of the word means? Uh, so Espanol, it's like just mm-hmm. like a shortening, um, like glued on to Espanol. Yeah. Ah, got you. That's really Clever interesting. people. That's very interesting. I got a lot of words. Yeah. I know that one. You got to pull out the dictionary and just start to like have <laughs> an episode, just go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be fun. And tell us a bunch of words. You know, I'm, so cool. as you guys already know, I'm a very proud Trinidadian. We created a lot of things and, you know, from such a tiny little island, it's just like so much creativity. Um, so yeah, I, I actually do want to like dig deeper into like the vocabulary and all that stuff. But yeah, it was cool to just like rediscover that randomly with my mom yesterday. Yeah. That's so cute. That's what's up. Um, all right. My on read and reply. Um, this is so bad because I cannot remember who tweeted this, but maybe one of you saw it. Someone, it was, it was like circulating on Instagram yesterday, a screenshot of this tweet of this dude being like, I just saw some man like dripped out in with a, with a bust down. Is that what they call it? Like a bust down Rolex, um, Louis Vuitton backpack. This, this is that what they call it. <laughs> I think that's what they call it. Right. Yes. Um, uh, sitting in the middle seat at the back of a plane. Y'all need to do better. Um, I thought it was interesting, though. I'm kind of leaving that sentiment on red because, you know, I already have all of my thoughts around airport uh, equality, airline equality, and the way that they make up all these classes and sections (laughs) and TSA pre-check and clear and mint and this, this, and the third to make things feel more exclusive and to, you know, like... I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Everybody should be able to sit in a comfortable chair for in a wow, fine sounding very thing. socialist of you. <laughs> Low key. We're all in a tin can in the sky and you got to sit at the back of a plane in a thin seat next to the bathroom. Make it comfortable for everybody. Like it just feels like they are inventing class systems in the sky. It's fucked up. Anyway, to get back around yes, to oh boy with the bus America. down, oh, it's trash. It's a business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all getting there safely. They're getting. Like, what do you mean, Glenn? <laughs> it's stupid. I think it's like ridiculous. They're just. It's just creating more things for people to like lust over to to like place value on that don't matter. So to the point of the homeboy with the bust down Rolex, what's the big deal if he's not sitting? Where? What is the? What is this person trying to say by saying that he's in the middle seat? I think it's, it's priorities. Prior- right, why is your priority to be sitting in the? Should his priority be to sit in first class? 
my priority is to be comfortable as possible when I'm flying. So yes, I would invest more money in that seat than in a Rolex. He got the bust down Rolex. Isn't that more uh, valuable than a seat on a plane? It's actually very invaluable once you bust down a Rolex. Oh, because I guess you open it up and And depreciate. It's like you can't resell it like that. (laughs) Who's going to buy that? I'm just saying, who fucking cares? That's his choice. Now, if we're talking he, about he's able to prioritize what he wants to spend his money on. But then it just seems like, did you take all of your money and, and then invest it in like these material items and you can no longer afford to sit comfortably on the plane? Right. Or Maybe he doesn't care. He, he doesn't, obviously. Yeah. But that's the problem. You rather look nice versus feel nice. Do you know Correct. what I'm saying? Like that's like mm, people who will I buy do see it that way. That's like people who will buy like a ton of makeup, but won't wash their face. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're covering shit up, like take care of them. To me, your body being in a comfortable seat is way more important than a Louis Vuitton bag. But to him, it's not clearly. Yeah, I I, I don't know. And I, I think there's also, you just never know. He could have bought the ticket the day of last minute getting on a plane. Like we can't judge all those things. People were in the comments like, this ain't it. This is wrong. Don't come for this man. You don't know why he's on in that seat. Like they're like the richest people will be sitting on the train. Who fucking cares? He was getting to where he needed to go. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting for for other people to judge other people's priorities. And clearly this man maybe didn't care. I don't know if the richest people are sitting on the train, but. I mean, rich people are taking maybe like the subway. I, yeah, I don't subway. know that they're middle, like middle and middle class people are. I don't know. Really that rich people uh, have drivers are like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There could be some rich people taking the train. I'm not going to say on a consistent basis. I'm, I'm talking like, oh, there's traffic. Yeah. I got to hop on the six and go. Through right. Stops. It's like a, it's a matter of a priority. But like <laughs> if you're really rich, you have a driver. But okay. But I could see a, a real rich person hopping on the train here and there for sure. And like a, a New York City, you know, someone I'm who's been on this show who is probably is very wealthy might pop on the train and pop off. But don't think it's her main mode of transpo. Wait, who's on the really wealthy? Her family owns Seagram's. Oh yeah, exactly. Those are <laughs> I never seen that. I no, no train. She does take the train though. I've seen her post about it. Okay, maybe she does, but the family member that owns Seagrams isn't on the train. We'll Anyways, see. that's not the story. anyway. I know, I'm like, I, this is be, but but I I will not lie. I will probably judge people, but that's also based off of my perception, right? I value being very comfortable on the plane over like to me what is seemingly. A, a, a flex and so I'm kind of like and, and that's the other thing in terms of like prioritizing your spending like I would prioritize having a really comfortable seat over like buying a bunch of shit like if I have the money to consistently buy these very very expensive items like a Rolex we're talking like thou- multiple thousands of dollars like it's not just like it's like oh I just it's like 5k like a bag or like 10k like like we're talking multiple 10 Ks. Mm-hmm. And then he went out of his way to destroy it. Right. To hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like you have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on a watch, but then you were like, oh, the economy is 150 and the comfort plus is like 310. Like, sir, that should that <laughs> that should be obvious. But the other thing that they're not considering is this Rolex could be fake. His bag yeah. could I be just fake. thought about that. You can't get a fake first class seat i mean that's kind of what i was thinking might have been going on and i really created as i started thinking about it i created a really big narrative around it and i was like i bet that plane was headed to atlanta (laughs) guys i like atlanta 
I have a vision of him too. I feel bad. I thought like he had a Louis Vuitton hat. See, I'm over here defending the man. Um, and, and then roasting him. <laughs> I think he has a designer logo too. No, that's too far. That's too far. A what bad? A designer logo do rag. Too far. No, I, I, wanna, I actually would love a designer logo. Uh, I'm just looking crazy. I see but the L's and the V's. I was just thinking about it though because there's this there's a couple YouTube channels. One of them, I wish I could remember the damn man's name, but they go around malls in Atlanta and they scan people's diamonds to see if oh. they're real or not. Have you a seen lot that of them are glass. Yeah. A lot of them are glass. Yeah, they'll diamonds? be like, oh, it's glass. And then the a lot of people are walking around with fake crack. shit because fake bags, fake shoes. Listen, Canal Street, every time we come like over by where we're going to record or I'm like, it's bustling over here. Yeah, it is. And all sorts of people, people that look quote unquote rich. Hopping out of G-Wagon. G-Wagon. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They sure do. They sure do. I will say some of the best fake markets I've seen. China, second floor, back room, back room, back room. There's levels <laughs> Should to be it. locked up in cases and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So I have. I think that they have a system like that in, in Canal Street. Because I some so people- too. Because some people have their stuff laid out and I think that's like lowest tier. Mm-hmm. But there are people who will just like whisper to you and then they have like and they have iPad. a paper and shit. Yeah. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there is another tier, but like I haven't, you know, dove, you know, gotten there yet. Not to take completely take us off course, but this was kind of related to my reply um, in that I feel like the my contribution to the world is going to be getting people to invest in uh vintage and you know luxury staples so that we can get out of fast fashion like i'm gonna be <laughs> can't even say this, this i'm like i'm gonna be the martin luther king of sustainable fashion i'm Bitch. kidding i'm kidding <laughs> white fashion brands i'm kidding <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like wow if we could just get to a place where we're like fuck fuck zara and we're just like, let's go to a nice little vintage shop and get like passed down goods. Where per cost per wear. Oh my God. Wait, speaking of which, my boyfriend took me to like a movie night date and we saw like uh, the new James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. But in the previews, there was um, House of Gucci. I want to see that so, see so bad. bad. Oh, that's what we're talking about, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And of course, Selma Hayek because she's married to the CEO of Caring. So. <laughs> Oh, casual go off she's fucking rich well Whoa, her I, didn't, I didn't know she was breaded like that oh well, she, well i mean she's not but her husband yeah she is she is now <sighs> unless they have like an ironclad prenup i don't know but probably right, she's like on private but in, and while they're and, together now she is doing well yeah she's and doing she's, she's living a nice life mm-hmm. yeah um okay what are you replying I'm, I'm to? I'm replying to, I'm reading the color purple right now. We've talked about this on past episodes. How neither, you haven't seen it, right, Shade? I have, unfortunately. I mean, not unfortunately, but it's a traumatic ass you movie. I think it's a terrible story. <gasps> oh my God. Well, I'm. Which has also been a topic on Clubhouse. Sorry. Uh, the color purple being a terrible story. I like mean, it read- depicts black men in like a really disgusting way. And I mean, okay, okay. Well, I'm replying to it just because I'm, happy that I'm finally fucking reading it and I feel like I've there's just I I just didn't have access to to that type of to that conversation or to that story so it's been interesting to read um but there it's fascinating you're right like 
there's some really yeah black men are depicted crazy in it but it also to me the way I read it is that it's showing like all this trauma and like inherited trauma and just the ways that like things are passed down from generation to generation like there's where I'm at right now this the it's really interesting because in the book I don't know if they do this in the movie but they call people Mr. And there's like a big blank line. So you don't know what the, per- the people's names are. But the guy mm-hmm. that Celie is married to, his son Harpo is married to Sophia, who I guess is Oprah. Oprah plays in the movie. And Harpo was like, yo, she don't listen to me. What should I do? And her- his dad is like, you just need to beat her, hit her. Da, 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 da. And yeah, like that type of shit. And it's, and it's happening all throughout the book. And then you're seeing people uh, leaving men leaving just families being separated and it's just it's just like it's painful but it's it's like a tyler uh, perry film (laughs) well i think it's really getting at the it gets at the core of some like um some of these like generational traumas that exist within our community it like shows kind of like the root of those things but um yeah in the book does it go into i know it talk i know in the film and, and I did read the book like a long time ago in school, but mm-hmm. um, does it go into um, like the trauma of the men? Uh, like why they would think they need to hit someone. Right. To not as, I mean, well, kind, not, not really, but the, what I got, what I get from Seely's man is that like, he was so in love with sugar Avery and mm-hmm. he just takes out, the pain of not being able to be with her on all these other women because they'll never be shook. Perhaps mm-hmm. that's a, one part of it. But I really just think that it's, it comes down to slavery and the characters in this book are not so far removed from it. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm seeing is like how all those traumas are born out of enslavement. It seems like a direct connection, you know? Yeah. 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 On Clubhouse, it's, they talk about that book often, like black men, how much they hate that book. And hearing them talk about it made me reflect on at least the story as I remember it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of Tyler Perry vibes. <laughs> but yeah. I do understand that that is, you know, is a reality that some people yeah. have lived, are living. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. Yeah. I'll, I'll report back once I'm done. But um, yeah, moving along. Anybody got a hotline bling? Moving right along. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's the hotline's not blinging like it used to. <laughs> but I have been having really good um, conversation with a friend of mine who only uses Signal because, you know, he thinks the man's trying to get him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, oh, my goodness. Um, he's been sharing a lot of really good books with me. I will share some with you all. I'll just read them and, and then we can move on from Chelsea's favorite subject. Um, the first is The Socialist Manifesto. Mm-hmm. The I second guess is who this person is. Yeah. <laughs> the second is cool. Winner Takes All, The Elite Charade of Changing the World. Mm-hmm. And elite I like Charade. That yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is apparently the best one. I just ordered all of these and then, oh my God, I almost like went to order them on Amazon because like that's how fucked up like my brain is. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I can't buy these books on Amazon. So I'm getting them all from um, a website called bookshop.org, which raises money for local bookstores. Fabulous. So like, oh, look at you as doing your part. I'm doing my part. As you buy books from them, they like donate money, but then the books are also coming from like local stores. So oh, like nice. they kind of like 
pull the inventory, but it's not necessarily like going to like Jeff Bezos. Okay. And then (laughs) the last book is called The Deep State, A History of Secret Agendas and Shadow Governments. Mm -hmm. That's, that seems a little, if you know, know, this is right up conspiracy. My, yeah, that's my hotline bling, you know, getting into some of my fun political journey as a comrade. (laughs) Comrade. Oh my God. Okay, Chelsea, you want to introduce our Black Girl Doing Shit? My good sis, that's a Black Girl Doing Shit. So our Black Girl Doing Shit, and who we're going to interview in a second, is Brianna. She is from The Sweet Life on HBO Max. She also has her own skincare company, Au Natural. I mean, it's all natural. <laughs> um, and it's called I Buttered like, I don't by Brie. I the name. The name. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's called Buttered by Brie. Um, I definitely want to try some of those products, but she was just a doll. Um, so genuine. Good vibes. Um, and so we think you're going to enjoy this interview. Also, if you haven't watched Sweet Life HBO, you should probably watch it before the episode, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, enjoy. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, BGT family. It's your girl, Chelsea Pinky. I know these are very strange times. You know, we've been in quarantine for over a year now and things are slowly but surely going back to normal. But for some of us, we might need a little help in terms of our mental health and all that we've been going through. I just started speaking to a therapist and it's been a great experience for me. Talkspace makes it super easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your home. You can start messaging with a therapist this same day that you sign up which is pretty cool you don't have to wait for any appointments you know scheduling that with going back to work and all the other things that are happening are is difficult um i also think it's important to talk to someone who's licensed and a professional because sometimes you go to your family or your friends and confide in them and you don't actually get any practical advice so talkspace is an incredible option if you need to talk to someone who is licensed who is professional um if you match with a licensed therapist when you go on to talkspace.com you'll get a hundred dollars off your first month with the promo code bgt that's bgt of course for black girls texting and that's a hundred dollars off when you use bgt at talkspace.com trust me the hardest part is getting started love ya Chelsea, Sade, and I have all been on our own workout journeys this year. And let me tell you, it has been a journey. For me, I always get thrown off because whenever I have a day planned to go to the gym and something comes up, I gotta work late, I get invited to last minute drinks with friends, I end up missing days and days and days at the gym and then I get thrown off my game. That's why we were all so excited when Obey Fitness entered the group chat a few months ago. Basically, Obey is a digital fitness platform that streams daily live classes with a ton of on-demand options too. When I only have 10 minutes, I squeeze in a Pilates core. And when I'm feeling spicy, I go for a dance hit, which literally will have me dripping in sweat. Whatever my mood or schedule, it's always so easy to find a workout that makes me feel good. Plus, it's vibey. The soundtracks are always bumping and the instructors are so much fun. And the best part is you can add your friends on the Obey app. So the girls and I have been able to work out together and hold each other accountable. Real talk is probably the best time I've had working out. So if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. You can use code BGT to get one month free at Obey Fitness. That's obefitness.com. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. 
We are so excited today. We have Brianna Jones. And before we get into our group chat, I'm just going to do a little introduction for those of you who have been living under a rock. Maybe you don't know who she is. Um, But 26-year-old Brianna Jones can currently be seen on HBO Max's unscripted reality series, Sweet Life Los Angeles. Um, It's produced by our fave, Issa Rae. Uh, We have been loving this show and it follows a group of seven ambitious 20-somethings Black friends as they pursue their dreams in South LA while navigating the highs and lows that come with chasing success. We can also relate to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Brianna didn't come to LA from Kalamazoo, Michigan in search of fame, but rather to grow as an individual and to be surrounded by diverse viewpoints. Brianna is also a business owner, and we will talk more about Buttered by Brie in a sec. Um, But you also have a full-time job, which was cool to learn because I'm working right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Look at that multitasking. Um, but you have a full time job. You also are a graduate of um, Western Michigan University. Mm-hmm. And a little fun fact about Brianna or some fun facts um, she enjoys checking out new restaurants, um, scouring flea markets and vintage stores, traveling, and is currently learning how to play the piano. We love that. Your memory's old. Look at that. Mm -hmm. It's for a boy, so it doesn't really count. You're learning the piano for a boy. I just want to be able to like play happy birthday on his birthday, you know. What? Oh, Oh, we're gonna get into this. Because now (laughs) I don't have have questions. (laughs) (laughs) What? Is he a musician? You know what? He likes music. Yes. But that, yeah, that was giving very (laughs) subtle. (laughs) He likes me, correct answer, media trained. (laughs) You know what's crazy? They did not media train us, so I feel like I go on podcasts and stuff, and like I have no idea, like if I'm oversharing or undersharing. So, Mm. no media training, don't ask me crazy questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not prepared. (laughs) No, we won't. I mean, I think one of the reasons why we fell in love with them. it's it, with your personality was because it was so authentic on the show. So I'm really glad to have you here with us in the group chat, which by the way, Issa, we see Sorry, one Issa. second. Let me just, <laughs> okay. So you're a clown. <laughs> the group chat. <laughs> yes. I'm you're so sorry. I'm back. No, it's all good. No, it's okay. Um, okay. So first and foremost, you're the founder of Buttered by Brie. Um, it's an organic body butter line that you founded founded out of an essential need to find organic products that worked well for sensitive skin. I'm going to need to try that because I'm freaking out and Please, always itchy. Um, <laughs> Buttered by Brie is dedicated to using only natural and organic ingredients um, in every product. And it's harmful. It's free of harmful additives and it's also cruelty free. So we kind of mm-hmm. saw the journey on the show. Can you tell us more about like how you started the business, how it's going? Yeah. So, well, first of all, it's going amazingly. I think that if I really continue on this path, I could like do that full time eventually nice. like in the next few months, hopefully before the end of the year. But um, yeah, I just kind of started because I love to just do DIY. I love to make everything myself. And like, I just have really sensitive skin. So like the products I was using were just breaking me out, making it itch, like you said, and so I was just like making them for fun and all my friends would just ask me to 
to have some and it was just like it was getting to be too expensive where it's like i am making this and buying all the products and then giving it to everyone for free it's like mm. i'm losing so much money so then i'm like you know what let me sell this and that is how we're here also like all my friends just have like businesses and stuff so it was just like let me get my own side hustle on like i don't really know any millionaires who have like climbed the corporate ladder you know what i mean it's like mm. you need to establish something on your own and have like different streams of income so that just really kind of motivated me to create like my own brand and business yeah totally that feels like a really big theme of the show was watching each of you all like hustle and trying to build your own legacy mm-hmm. and i think some, a phrase that was said a lot on the show was black excellence and like I know. Being people in pursuit are making fun of, of black excellence. That. Like, <laughs> what, why are you making fun? Like what? Yeah. People are like how you could black out if you took a shot every time they said black excellence. And it's like, you know what? You probably would, but like, that's what we're striving for. Yeah. We, I mean, we had to talk about this in our group chat, actually. I feel like Shade, you said this, you were like, some, I think you did. Something but I said, like, just the focus on black excellence so much. Like, does that create pressure? And uh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's even kind of what we saw with your character, where there was this like kind of thing where she's real. Yeah, <laughs> her character. Now I'm forgetting the man's name, but there was this Jordan. Jordan. Mm-hmm. I think they, you know, misinterpreted his words, but there was some sort of insinuation that you were not quote unquote hustling enough or whatever. And I just wondered yeah. if that kind of tone of or that pressure for black excellence then makes some of us feel like we can't take the time to figure it out Mm. you know I don't think for me I don't think it makes me feel like discouraged it just more inspires and motivates me if anything like I don't get discouraged when it's like oh I want to be like a representation of black excellence like I just want to strive for that but Yeah. yeah that um I'm sorry what was did you ask me a different yeah I guess I just wondered if that's yeah, you said you answered it like it, it motivates you versus feeling like mm-hmm. there's like a pressure because I think there's also this thing about perfectionism for black folks and like we can also make mistakes like we're human beings and we can strive for excellence but we can also be people. Um, but I do yeah. think that that was really something powerful about the show was so much positivity around these black youth like really out to create a legacy um even though there was really grinding in real life yeah exactly grinding in real life and yeah trying to do positive things yeah it was was really cool to see um as i said we were fans of the show um Mm -hmm. which by the way listeners if you haven't seen it yet now's perfect because you can binge all the episodes they're on hbo max now um okay watching back I have a few questions. Did anything happen that like made you? Um, okay, first of all, did you go in with a plan? Like, I'm gonna portray myself like X. Mm. No, right. So when they like approached us, it really they just asked us a bunch of questions, like what we do, who we hang out with, like what our romantic involvements were, and just like we all had no idea like what storyline like we would be in, or just like what part they were going to focus on of our lives until the end because it's like we filmed so many different things different scenes and it's like my storyline essentially was like you know me dating and figuring out like my singlehood and then like trying to build a business but no we didn't we didn't know any storylines or like how we were going to be portrayed until the night before all of that like the first three episodes came out we got to see the first three too but like no they didn't we didn't we weren't aware but I feel like my portrayal was like pretty accurate, like mm-hmm. me trying to figure it out, hold it up a little bit. And, yes, hold you up. Know, 
<laughs> and just really like try to figure out what I want to do with my life, you know? Yeah. You seemed really like genuine because so like to Chelsea's point, like sometimes people go in and they're like, okay, I want to come off as blah, 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 blah. And then like, you can kind of tell it like doesn't feel real, but you felt, I think of everyone, like, I was like, okay, like she's just I'm like, oh, I know dead that. ass. Yeah. Like yeah. I get it. Like, and because you, you would show like your emotions, you would show like when you were hurt, you would show when you were like trying to figure stuff out. And so it just felt like a relatable person like everybody's going through this yeah and I think that like all of us kind of felt safe in the fact that like Issa Rae is the executive producer mm-hmm. like all the producers are pretty much like women and black women so you just kind of felt safe it wasn't like I had to be super guarded or felt like I couldn't be myself or that I needed to push my own storyline it was just like I trust these women and I trust you know the people that are on this team so I just really like left it up to them mm-hmm. were you all interacting with Issa a lot I know she came on the like the reunion reun- yes. yeah yeah um wow. so we so she was like very involved in like the filming we wouldn't see her or speak to her so much but like they would stream while we like live stream while we would be filming and we had like a few zoom calls with her but she's so beautiful and like she's the same like everything you would think that she is in real life like she is like times 10 in person and her skin is just like so clear oh, and beautiful oh just, my like, god I'll be here for some uh, butter by Brie. Girl, so her her and her sister have like a a company as well. Um, Sienna Naturals, like their their hair products. So I'm trying to like finesse like a little mentorship. Like, help me out. You guys are in Target. Like, give me the tea. Help me. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, I have another question about your singlehood, but this reminded me of something that Shade pointed out. Um, speaking of hair, why do you keep like, saying stuff? I pointed out now you're making me nervous. Like, <laughs> no, but you were like, yo, how do you have four different hairstyles in every episode? <gasps> oh yeah, what? Like, how long were you filming for? <laughs> or were so you funny. really getting your um, hair done like every? I know y'all in LA be getting your hair done all the time. I figured it was LA. Thailand be keeping her <laughs> stuff like her hair is always done. But we filmed for like four months, okay. like from. February to like June so it's like it was over a period of time but I'll be real like we were like on it like we need our hair done not me so much because like this is what my hair looks like but like we just like we were just like pressed like to just make sure like our lashes our nails were done so like it it was hard because it's like we're we're buying new fits all the time like and we're just getting paid like the same you know like it's just like it was a lot. It was a lot of pressure just to look your best all the mm-hmm. time. And then it's like, it's not like we're rich or anything or like we have clout to have like connects, you know? So it's like, we're begging for hair appointments and begging for lash appointments. And it's like, we can't even like use any clout because we have none, you know? Yeah. It's not like a team is coming in to do your No, I feel time. like by season two, though, you're going to have people in your DMs like, can I do your hair? Can I do Please, your I hope. Can I be on your glam squad? Right. Um, glam squad. <laughs> but was there anything that you watched back and you were like, oh, why didn't they edit this out? Okay. So like, I would say my fits, the first like three episodes trash, even like this, like the girl scene where we went to like that rooftop and I had the pink dress on that ponytail was like a slapped on ponytail. It was, I can, oh my God, some girl DMs me like, hey girl, um, she sent me a picture of my ponytail. She was like, hey boo, like 
you wouldn't notice this to the untrained eye, but I'm a hairstylist. I would love to like do your ponytails for you in the future just because like it was looking a little messed up. I'm like, oh my God, that is so embarrassing. Oh but, my God, no. Well, I didn't notice. I, it looks cute to me. My tra- my eyes untrained. <laughs> Thank you, sis. But <laughs> no, I had, so I think it's just difficult because like I'll watch it back and I'll just critique myself so mm-hmm. much. It's like one day I literally had to like write, take my journal and like every time I thought a negative Thing, I wrote something positive where it's just like I remember I like said some joke and in my head in my head I'm like girl you like shut up like you're so annoying but then I'm like you know what let me write down like I am hilarious like I am so funny because oh, it's just like you ha- you can't like you just don't want to critique yourself so much or like start to like have a different opinion about yourself just because like how you're seeing yourself on tv like mm-hmm. I just think you have to remember like you're perfect how you are like don't change you know I love that. Did did you feel like you got like a lot of critique? Because for the most part, I'm, I was looking online and everything and it seems very positively received. Like, I feel like people really fuck with the show and they fuck with you guys. But were there some moments where you were like trolls feeling like a little clapback moments? You know what? I would say people haven't been that mean to me. And if they do say some like shady stuff, like I really be cracking up. So I remember like the, when the first three episodes came out, it was like still fresh and new. And I wasn't used to people online talking about me that didn't know me. And, like, I just remember someone was just, like, Brie is so annoying. She speaks in memes. And it's just, like, you know what? I do kind of speak in memes. Like, I do say, like, a lot of things like that. But it's just, like, I also say a lot of other things as well. And so it's, like, fine that, like, the whole conversation wasn't shown. But, like, I just, I'm trying to, like, not, like, not use internet quotes or, like, lingo so much after that. But, like, I feel like like on shows people, like, get on shows and then they have like their little sayings that they want to become popular but I feel like yours were like so natural like when you were like I want some fresh baked niggas I was like I agree like that was an iconic that was a that was a bar thank you crazy though I was watching it back like I don't even remember saying that like (laughs) I do not remember saying that your confessionals though or whatever you call those like you were keeping it a buck you would be coming in there like popping off and I was like yes breathe. it was the tequila okay like they would come back like we have casamigos and lemonade ready for you girl here it is and I'm just like ah, I'm about to tell all the tea <laughs> oh so my God. Like, a lot of those things I'm just like don't remember okay Needed so to be spilt though <laughs> <laughs> yes jumping back into dating we saw a lot of interfriend dating things happening Mm-hmm. Is that going forward, did you learn any lessons or would you continue to date within a friend group? No, I would never within, like, I would never date within a friend group ever again. Like, I genuinely prefer my man to just be, like, very separate from everything that I'm doing in, like, this life. Like, I just like to escape and, like, go with my man, you know? But, like, no, never again. That's messy. People are in your business, having opinions. Like, I only want my friends to know exactly what I told them from my point of view. You know, like, you need to be on my side always. And I just said when they're in the friend group, like, they can get all sides. And it's just like, it's just too messy. Never again. But do you think that once you do have a partner, um, like a committed partner, would you bring them into the group, like on, um, like, you know, vacations, like group trips. Yeah, definitely. Friend circle loves to bring their couples around. And I just you wonder, know what I'm saying? like, how does that feel being the single person there too? 
It's a lot. Like it is like sometimes like it hurts my feelings. Like I remember all my friends went to Six Flags like a few months, like maybe a month or two ago. And like they went on like this couple of Six Flags trip and like didn't even invite me. And I was like hurt because it's like, dang, I could have came and like just rode the rides by myself, you know? <laughs> so it just, yeah, if I have a boyfriend, like, yeah, I want him to do those things with me. But I just do love like a degree of separation for real. How do you feel about like your your man getting close to your friends? Like, I'm with my guy earlier and he's like, I got a message, Glenn, about this show. Aww. And they have a whole fucking chat about TV shows. And I'm like, what the fuck? Y'all don't even ask me about these shows. No, I would love that, really. Like, I think it's really important for, like, my man to love my friends and yeah. to, like, treat my friends how I treat them, you know, and just, like, take care of them as well. And so, yeah, I want, I want my man to be besties with my best friends, too. But, like, they don't got... See, I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. It's like, they could be mm-hmm. cool, you introduce them, but they don't got to be in the mix already. No, right? Like, I would love for, like, that relationship to, like, blossom and grow. And then, like, yeah, like, have a group chat and, like, text my best friend about movies and stuff. But, like, you don't need to be prior friends. Right. No. Yeah, no. Okay. Also, you talked about rent. And I feel like that mm-hmm. was something that had our group Ooh, chat buzzing. Yes. yes. Um, has your stance changed at all on? No. Uh, and what I'm is the stance it. again? Just restate it for Men those who don't the rent. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my stance is that I don't want to split rent with a boyfriend. And so, like, I do think that there's a difference between splitting like a mortgage with my husband. You know, because then it's like our funds are together, you know, we're a unit and everything. But like, no. And I was really saying that, like, if a man were to ask me to, like, move in with him, like, why don't you not split your rent? Like, you were already paying rent, you know? Ah, uh, okay. That makes okay, sense that to makes, me. You was already paying it. You was going to pay that it regardless. And then it's just like I have already lit. I've already been in a situation where I was splitting rent with my boyfriend. And it was just like, he was making way more money than me. I was in school and working full time. And then he still had girls at our house. So it's just like, I'm traumatized from that. Like, Ooh. I will just never do that again. Like, you could just pay the rent. And then if you want to get married and like, we share some bills, like, cool. But like, no, I just. Okay. What about the other like- way around? Like, cause I think about if someone were to move in with me, I'd be like, we are we are very much splitting the rent. Yeah, I'm not going to just keep paying. No, that's no, no. true, actually. Right. So I, well, I have a roommate right now. So like no man is moving in with me. But if, if I was just like living on my own and a man moved in with me, like, um, yeah, honestly, like you can still pay the rent to be real. And I think that like, I think that sometimes like, I just feel like, like it's sometimes like not okay for like a black woman to say like yeah I want my man to split my rent but I do feel like if a white woman is like you know I want my husband to be making six figures have this kind of car have this kind of house it's like mm. oh of course like absolutely but it's like now as a black woman like I'm expected to like grind with my man and like come up with him and she's like no I don't want that like I want my man to have money and I just don't think that like that's anything wrong with that I think that's such a good point. I feel like black women are like not allowed to have standards. And then when they do, they're like accused of being gold diggers. But I remember at my white ass boarding school, those girls were like, my boyfriend needs to go to Princeton. He needs to go to like they had very strict standards Mm -hmm. about who Mm -hmm. they were going to get with. So like, why can't we do the same? Exactly. Yeah, I feel like though there's a lot of critique now about like where the culture is where women are like feeling entitled to like bags and dinners and cars 
and people are like, well, what are y'all doing to get bags? Like, why is that like the baseline? Like if your man (laughs) is not buying you a Birkin, like get rid of him kind of attitude. I think that's okay though. Like, I think it's okay to want bags and dinners. And if that is your standard and like, that's what you want. Like I genuinely, I don't think anything is wrong with that. Like you set your own standard and like you decide what like you value in a relationship Mm -hmm. and like no one should be able to say anything about that. Do you think you then owe the guy something? That's always my paranoia with like some of these guys who like come in hard, like I'm doing all these things for you. And then it it almost feels like they kind of like have like some cuffs on you to me. I've never experienced it, but like, that's how I perceive it. I, I, I don't perceive it like that. Like if a man is doing something for me or like buys me something because he wants to, like, I don't owe you anything because like genuinely I didn't ask for this. And also, even if I did, like, that's just what I require as a person. So like, no, I don't owe you anything, you know, like apply pressure and just like do like if you can afford it then i just don't really then just like do it i don't know ain't trick it if you got it fair enough that makes me think of that <laughs> tall beautiful man that took you on that date with a g-wagon correct where is he does he like okay. music wait i didn't even hey, tell you guys you know I- <laughs> wait are you guys still dating no we're not that okay is- i was gonna I say my friend went on a date with him <laughs> when oh. a while ago <laughs> No, Pateri is so sweet. I actually was in New York um, like a month ago, maybe, like the end of August. And I saw him. He came to Thailand's party. But no, he's really, I, I really like, I think he's a good friend. And but it wasn't yeah, a love any- connection. What is the dating scene like in LA, though? Like, I feel like New York is pretty treacherous. And I hear that. I uh, love New York. Treacherous. Either. I think the men in New York are like they have the accent they're so cute they like apply pressure like they're approaching you you know I feel like in LA like a lot of the men feel like you know they are the prize and not that they aren't but it's like they just Mm -hmm. feel like it's me and it's like you're blessed to be speaking with me and it's just like mm, oh no I haven't really had any like experience dating LA guys besides like Jordan yeah everyone else is like from somewhere else I wasn't in LA but I was in the bay and like Mm. Dudes would just like stare at you, but like they wouldn't come up to you. And then me being a New York girl, I'd be like, "What's up?" And they'd be like, "Um, um, yeah." And I'm like, and then so many times, like meeting guys, it would be me walking up to them, being like, "I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. What are we doing?" (laughs) Like, what's exactly? And I feel like in New York, they're like, "Let's go to dinner right now." Like, what are you doing? Like, let me take you here. And I just love. Like, I had so much fun in New York when I was just there. Hmm. So the piano man, like he played piano. You just learn to be like, what's what's going on? You know, I can't get into that too too much. <laughs> but yes, yeah. but you're gonna have a new skill, which is great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so you're in LA. You're in this show that's all about LA, but you're actually from Kalamazoo. Michigan Mm -hmm. um how is it being like a non-LA person around all these LA people like do you see a difference between the LA people versus the non-LA people can you talk about that dynamic so I think that like native people from LA in LA are like very genuine people I Mm -hmm. think that like if you're in LA and you're around like people who have also moved here it's like they're here you know chasing fame and just like trying to be like it like 
you know, they're just trying to be something, which is fine. But I just think that like they create sometimes like create relationships that just are more beneficial than genuine. And so for me, I'm just really blessed. Like my friends are from LA, like they're LA people instead of like all these like industry people that just came here for that, you know? Oh, no, that answered my question. I mean, there's a, there's a possibility of people on this podcast spending more time in LA. (laughs) And, and I was talking to my friend who spends a lot of time in LA. This is kind of unrelated, but also kind of related. He was telling me like, you have to know, like, certain colors you're wearing in certain neighborhoods, like certain hats you have on. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's all this like LA stuff like that you have to navigate that I'm not used to at all, like being from New York. Yeah, 100%. So I don't think I have to like worry about it too much because like I'm a woman, but like men have it different. Like I live in Inglewood right now. And so like if a man were to come to my house like at night and park far, like I would drive them to their car instead of like letting them walk down the street just to like be safe. But like, I just remember like I was at a party and I like threw up the peace sign, but like I had my thumb. So it was like kind of like I'm throwing up like, you know, like 60s crips. And I'm just like, I remember like Jalen, Thailand's boyfriend was just like, grab my hand. was like, don't do that in here. And I'm just like, I'm just, you know, like I'm just oh, saying bye. Shit. And he was like, you got to be careful. Uh, like it's you very can't real. Do that. Or even when I'm just be like, peace, he's like, you can't like throw it up. Like, you can't chuck up the peace sign. Like that's a gang <laughs> sign, you know, I'm just Woo! like. Why does that all sound sexy to me? I need to get out of this. Girl, like, ah! I'm watching too much. My man got me watching Power and I and, and, and Lazy Cannon and shit. That's funny. <laughs> okay, I'm after, like, oh. After filming, have your relationships with any of the castmates changed? Like anyone that you got mm. closer to, further apart from, anything like that? Yeah, um, definitely. Well, so, like, I was already really close with most of the, like, all of the girls. And, like, me and Cheryl really, like, developed a relationship through yeah. filming. There's, like, a lot of scenes that, like, we had with Cheryl that didn't make it. So, I just feel like our relationship, like, just, like, as the girls with Cheryl wasn't really shown. Like, the growth wasn't seen as much. But it's, like, that's really our homegirl. And I would say I'm not as close now with, like, the guys. Just because, like, obviously, like, all that tension, like, at mm-hmm. the end of the reunion. Like, we're still all trying to navigate, like those real feelings and emotions like that we've had and like the things we've said to each other. So, you know, I think we're all just trying to like mend that friendship, but like my friendship with the the girls has been the same. Yeah. It was kind of wild to watch the last episode. Cause I was like, Oh, they just, just turned it all the way up. And then it was like, okay, that's it. And I was oh. like, you know, I feel like we had to go hard because like Rebecca was getting so much hate online so it's just like we all went in there like no we have to like mm. clear our homegirl's name you know like people are coming for her and it's like it's not her fault so I just like we all came there like with that energy with that intention so it's just like I feel like it escalated like a lot quicker than like it could have and then also like the Gerald and Ty thing yeah. like it's just things had been like building up mm-hmm. and it's, like we're finally here we're ready you know but i mean yeah. i don't blame for blame y'all for how y'all came i don't want to talk about um young pj but he was giving corny McLaren on Pete. the show yeah like Not about? no but you know, i will say PJ. i i will say i'll be honest watching that episode i was like the girl came with flowers she that did seems like a peace offering it was me. on pj it's it was on him it wasn't on yeah. her for, for, as a it viewer was on pj but i just will say like 
you know, they're just scenes that didn't make it. So I just feel like it was kind of mm. a little one-sided that was shown, but like, I don't really think Hollywood was violent, to be honest. Like, McLaren PJ. McLaren P, but like men love PJ. Like it's PJ Hive out here. Like people love men him. love PJ. I mean, I can men, see that. I can, cause you men, know, they do some, some of that shit. Oh, Here's God. the thing. He's just, I he say this often, to do. niggas go nig. They do it sometimes. And then they'd be like, a few years later, they'd be like, wow, I was really out here wilding. Yes. So he's just growing oh, pains. Like PJ is giving, I'm just living life. Right? <laughs> living life. <laughs> right. I'm taking the McLaren. I'm going to bring this girl. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, I'm gonna be I don't, what's wrong? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a good time. I like Ty guy. He seems like a real, a real Jaylen? one. Jalen? Oh yes, love him like a real one. Yeah, he really sure. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and Rob. Oh yeah, Rob. That's Amanda's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're cute. When he was about to fake propose, <laughs> that had me a little tight. I'm not gonna lie. The girls got were mad. I was, I was like, like, that's, that's not funny. funny. Shit. I, like, okay, that's not I funny. It's just me. I'm like, yeah. why are we laughing? Like, no, <laughs> I did not like that at all. Like propose. Yeah, like <laughs> do, do it. it <laughs> <laughs> correct. Correct. Okay, running back to the dating idea because every everyone's black, right? Mm-hmm. It's different dating as a black woman because that's what that's the feedback I've gotten from my mm-hmm. LA friends. Is that what I'm sorry? Is it different dating specifically as a black woman out in LA, as opposed to like a white woman or like any other race? Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think like LA has like anything. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I guess maybe, can you ask me a different way? So I'm like getting the question. So my friends, this is from their point of view. They're like all the black guys that I like, they're like chasing these white girls. Like, so it's, it makes the pool even smaller when you're a black woman who wants a black man. Yeah. So I only like date black men for the most part. I think that in LA that, yeah, like a lot of these, so I think like a lot of these men in LA want like a light skinned or white Latina like girl. So it's just like, like for me personally, I have to like make sure that like who I'm messing with, like they don't, like if you only like light skinned girls, like I can't talk to you. Like that is just like such a turn off to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, that's like a question I asked right away. Like, and if you say like, oh yeah, you're my type, which I mean like, oh, that's like a little different, but like still hate to hear it. Like I need to know that you love all black women, you know? And like, mm-mm. Let's yeah. go. So are there some like upfront questions that you ask on like first dates? Cause I feel like you went on the date on the show with that guy that was tatted up. And I feel like he, he came out the gate. Y'all were talking about when was your last date? What are you looking for? I was like, yes. Yes. Was TV Wilding, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was on TV Wild, let me say. But <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely ask, what do I ask? Obviously, I ask what your sign is for on me, but like I need to oh know if we're compatible. Um, but no, I like to ask questions like why did you in your last relationship end? Like, I need to know like how First long date? you been single. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm Ooh, like, but I'll be real, date. like. You guys think that's bad? Not bad. I'm just like, ooh. I think the sign thing. wanted to know. I think the sign thing, I've heard from my guy friends that that's like a red flag for them. Why? I've heard that too. I've heard that too. Like, they don't like that question. I just say, when is your birthday? They know what you mean. What time were you born? I'm like, 
is it coming up? Like, did it, did it just pass? Happy belated. <laughs> no, I like to know because I genuinely think that like where the stars were aligned when you were brought into existence and like took your first breath, like I think that, that definitely affects you as a human being. Like, I'm not sure like what I believe like fully as like far as science go, but like it does matter. Like, you know, where the stars were when you were brought into the start. This is a constant um, uh, conversation in, in, in our, on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I feel the, like horoscope like, space. Yes. You feel I'm like obsessed. Fake. I mean, it's fun to like, it's fun to track, but I feel like I can, I can attribute things to every, if that makes like, it's yeah. like how you think about it. It's going to work for you. I feel that to an extent. I just, like, I don't know if I believe like, oh, all Scorpios are like this or like all Pisces, like our crybabies. Like, I don't know if I believe that aspect, but I do just think that like, you're going to have similarities. Like if you were born at this time in this month like you're gonna like something in the environment was like similar with all these people and like you'll have like some sort of connection based on that very yeah, capricorn that, of you chelsea well there's that book i was like, very cat but it's not a cat like there's that book who was it malcolm gladwell is it the outsider yeah it is so i remember reading that book and he talks about how like people born in January are typically overachievers, but it's because it's not because they're Capricorns, but it's because mm-hmm. they're, they're like the oldest in their class. And like, they're usually the biggest and like the smartest and like, Oh, you know, really? I'm a January, you know, I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn you're giving, you know, it's giving cap. Brie, what's your sign? I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio. Oh, you're a sc- yes. And you know, guys love to hear that. Do they? Why? You know why. I know. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> I'm October Scorpio OVO. My birthday is October 28th. Yes. Wait, you guys are in LA. I'm having a party. I was going to say, do you usually do Halloween turn ups around your birthday? Always. Yeah, I have to. It's like Halloween always overshadows my birthday. So I'm going to just like step into that this year. Step have a really good party. Yeah. On the 29th, so if you guys are in LA, please oh. come. I might just take you up on that. I want a big party. I feel like you should own Halloween. Like It's my weekend. It's your weekend. You already know where you're going to be. You already know the vibes. Exactly. It'll be 27. Oh wow. My goodness. Making us feel a little old over here. Mm-hmm. Well, not Chelsea. Not she's right. allegedly- we, all, we all look the same age. I'm 25. Chelsea's allegedly 25. Mm-mm. Me too, for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, sorry, Glenn. No, I was going to say, because I'm looking in the stock. I didn't know that. There, so there's plans to expand Sweet Life to other cities? That's my, I, that's not confirmed information, but thinking like Issa Rae, she's a businesswoman. It would make sense to do Sweet Life New York, Sweet Life Atlanta, like makes sense i mean i have no information either but i also think as well i just think because the name is like sweet life los angeles like it makes sense like like let's oh that's true you're right but i'm happy to be the og sweet life exactly original exactly (laughs) okay what if they do sweet life kalamazoo will you go back that would be so interesting but (laughs) no i just would not it's a really small town people there just um they're just like views on success are just like a little different than like mine are now. And I just feel like I would be limited there. You know, like I couldn't reach my full potential in that small town. Yeah. So what has the response been 
back in your town now that you're on TV, on HBO, living in LA? You know, people have been so supportive. Like all, like all of my friends from back home, even people I don't know, just like are so happy. And they just think like I'm this huge celebrity. And it's just like, no, y'all, like I am still regular. But they, I've been getting so much love. And it was just like, I remember me and Becky were talking. I'm like, Eli would never move back to Kalamazoo. And it's just like, ah, my whole hometown's going to hate me. But no, they're all just like, we get it, girl. Like, <laughs> do you put Kalamazoo on the map? And I'm just like, love y'all. But I can't wait to go home and just like, see everyone and just you know just be back i'm excited yeah so would you say that your life has changed since you've been Mm -hmm. on the show Mm -hmm. are you recognized in certain places do you have more access than you had before anything like that um so i will say when i when we were in new york people were like recognized like people were coming up to us asking us if we were on the show i feel like in la like everyone is so cool here and everyone's already doing something like even if they recognized you like you're not really going to say anything. I went to Lock and Key, this place. It's like day party with Gerald mm-hmm. and Jordan and PJ. And I was like, you know, me and Jordan were like on the dance. We're like kind of talking and like just like dancing a little bit. And this girl came up to me and she was just like, Barry, why are you dancing with him? Like, <gasps> no. I'm rooting for you. And I'm just like, ah, like stop it. Um, but cool. no, I'm not like getting super recognized i think like all my neighbors in my apartment building watch the show because like i'll be in the gym and they're like oh my god i watch the show and i'm just like i look crazy right now <laughs> but um no my life hasn't really significantly changed like yet like i'm people are like hitting me up for like you know potential like business deals sponsorships mm-hmm. and stuff but like can't wait to like get that bag and get paid all right i mean it's coming i was watching um housewives of beverly hills because my friends started watching it so we're watching it from the beginning and I'm like, damn, they really glue us. For real. Heavy. Wait. Like just we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are out. you balancing like all your different jobs? Like the full time, you're I'm, I imagine you have like to kind of maintain your brand partnerships, different conversations people have with you, and on top of that, your own business. Yes. So it has been a struggle. Like I said, I'm working right now. I haven't, like, I keep doing this to my mouse just to like be active on it, but like, it's hard. Like it's just a lot. So one of my friends has like my Instagram DMs, like she has my Instagram password. So she like goes through my DMs to like see who's doing, I know she's so sweet. She's like going and like, um, (laughs) I don't get no ideas (laughs) for real though. Like I need help. Um, my roommate like manages pretty much like the Butter by Brie Instagram page and like the TikTok that we have for that. Um, so I've just been focusing on like creating content for my own Instagram, which is like really a job. Like people don't give influencers enough credit, honestly, mm. because like it's hard to like post consistently and then just just like feel pretty enough to take pics all the time. Like it's really a lot. So I'm trying to focus on that aspect and then like my real job, which hopefully I can quit, quit soon. And then my business, because I'm still like packaging the orders like myself. And it's like, I got so many orders. So I'm like, like that will take me like a full day just to like get orders out. And it's just like, I don't know. I love it though. I'll be real. Like I love being like so overwhelmingly busy. It's just, I love it. Yeah. No, No that's amazing. Wait, do the people at your day job know about the show? (laughs) Yes. But it's so funny because like, um, (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because like people will ask me to do a task I feel like they like now they'll just be like a little like ah should we ask her to do this but like before the oh, show they'll just be like girl do this real quick you know 
So like I'm loving that a little bit. Like, yeah, I'll get to it when I can. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, pretty much everyone's watched it, which is so interesting because it's like you guys know me in a professional setting and y'all saw me wilding on TV. So it's just like, ah, it's it's crazy. It is. (laughs) I I love this for you though. Like, again, you're like so genuine. Like I can just feel the vibes and like wishing you all the the luck and success. Cause listen, we over here trying to get out of our day jobs too. (laughs) So so we feel it like, and it's, it's like, very nice of you to like keep it a buck because so many people think like, Oh, she was on the show and she has all of this and she does all of that. And it's like, no, sis, like I'm wiggling the mouse. Yep, I'm sending out the orders. Right. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's really hard. On the come up. Yes. Hopefully if we do this in a year from now, like I'll be in a different space. You guys will be in a different space. We'll all just have leveled up. Well, let's manifest. Okay. What are we going to be doing a year from now? You want me to okay. start? Whoever's ready. I'm ready. thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking too. in a year from now, I am going to be working on my brand full time. So I want to like have my buttered by Brie be like Rihanna, like how she has like Fenty skin, Fenty beauty, Fenty, mm. you know, like I'm manifesting that for myself. So I'll be doing that full time and not working this day job, better apartment. And, you know, just money will be flowing to me always. Let's go. Yeah. And I'll be in love. Blessings on that. Yes, oh. yes I love that. Who's ready? ready? All right, I'll go. Okay, a year from now, um, I love my roommate. He'll be gone. Oh, I got alone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I will have just like upgraded certain aspects of my life, like just the grown lady shit. Like I want like a fucking uh KitchenAid mixer on my 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 stand. You know, just like you want a late crusade, like a late crusade. Yeah, just like grown lady shit. And leaning into my grown woman just tendencies, getting rid of some of this this these young antics like the shenanigans I did last night. Um, being a beautiful place, maybe in my relationship, and yes, money flowing, money flowing, just like coming from all all anywhere it wants to come from. I will accept it. Mm-hmm. Open hands. Love that. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. These exercises are always very challenging. I know, because you want to write a whole goddamn dissertation. I've seen you already. You're like, well. I'm like, hmm, well, it could be this and it could be that. <laughs> um, this is an aside, but I've been recently thinking about like how interesting it is that Issa Rae has started this radio thing that she's doing. And I'm really interested in audio production. So I was telling myself this recently, like, damn, I kind of want to work for radio. So a year from now, I will be like working for radio, developing oh. shows. I'm going to say in the room with Issa Rae because <laughs> why not? Um, and uh, money will be flowing to me constantly. As a girl said, I'm going to take what Shade said, just on some grown woman shit, leveling up in all areas. Um, healthy. Ooh, and yes. Getting dick consistently. <laughs> yes. Also, PJ has the hookup with radio. So, oh, see, look at see. That's you why know, you gotta just say it. Might have to go back and edit, edit out the. Uh, oh, <laughs> PJ, you know what? Yeah, I feel you, time. Right, <laughs> you was PJ living life. Like. <laughs> <laughs> PJ Hive. <laughs> no, a year from now, I definitely want to be more fit. I want to own a place, like a living place. Ooh. 
Um, I want to be engaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you don't gotta whisper that man know that. <laughs> I want to have my income be raised by at least 50% or more. Um, and I want black girl sexing to be way bigger than it is. Like right now we have 13,000 followers. Maybe by then we'll have a year from now, let's say 30,000. I was going to say aim high. You never know, right? Something might pop and we just get a hundred K and why not a million? Correct. Why not? And our ad dollars are more consistent. (laughs) I want our ad money to be a more consistent. Come on, ad money. Wait, Brie, do you know your moon and your rising? Yes, my moon is Aries. And, no, I'm sorry, my rising. What's your rising? Is like how you present to people, right? Yes. Or is, okay, yeah, my rising is Aries and my moon is Leo. Okay. Mm. Lots of Ooh. spice in there. I only said you that because like I'm it. like, me and Brie are like, blah, blah, blah. And then Glenn and Chelsea, who are, have way more earth, are like, 50% specifically Issa Rae. This is a, this is how I know your sign shit is bullshit. I have more no. fire than earth. Yeah, I'm but you have a lot of Leo cap in your sign. chart. You have a lot of, I know your whole chart though. Ooh, so I know where the cap sits. <laughs> Anyways. Listen, Shada is in your chart. You can't tell her nothing. She's always going to come back with I don't think she know my things. chart. I do know your chart. I know both your charts. Yeah, I've been looking at your charts. <laughs> go back to co-star and um study it a bit more stay uh, in your co-star like a creep i stay in all my friends co-stars i'm like oh that's why she's being right like, oh, right like how are you feeling today? Attention today for my friend i see like a psycho. <laughs> oh my god well anyways did we miss anything brie that you want our listeners to know Yes, but you want to spill a little tea? Any air you, you want to clear a lot of tea. on the record? I feel like I gave some tea. Yeah, yeah. You, did. Um, you did. No, I. this was so fun, though, really. Like, I am so honored that you guys chose me to come on here. So thank you. And I can't wait to see. And honestly, like, a lot of people message Charles. So, like, I was telling, like, a few people that I was doing this, and they were just like, oh, my God, we, I love them. I love their podcast. So, yeah, y'all are popping out okay. in L.A., okay? Okay, L.A., we got to come pull up mm-hmm. on y'all. Yes, you we did. do live shows there. The last one we did, we did it with Amanda Seals, who's in the, I guess, Issa Rae family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but same here. When you're in New York, let us know. We'll Please. Show a good I time. Um, but it was so nice to have you join the group chat. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you, you for joining Thank us. May all our manifestations come true. Yes. Right. Yes. Let's link up a year from now, 2022. Yes. yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. What would you do? Now for this week's what would you do? So, dear BG, dear BGT, one of my one of my close friends and her boyfriend broke up. At this point, I'm friends with both the girl and the guy in the relationship. But now the guy has a new girlfriend. I really tried to not like her, but she's really sweet, fucking hilarious. And I like her a lot. Is this an issue? Mm, it's not an issue. It's not an issue. It just, it could get, it could get messy. Like your friend could feel a way about it. Maybe. Yeah. Would you guys feel some type of way if like your friend became good friends with your ex's new girl? Ooh, of yeah. course. I would but like, like you have to have conversation with your homie so that it doesn't blow up. This happened to a friend group in college 
and it literally tore them apart and it was really really bad and oh. to this day they all hate each other it's really bad <laughs> but it's so what, because what would that conversation look like I think it just has to be like yo I know you guys like had this breakup if you know context around it like if it was a really tough breakup and like whatever she may be going through like acknowledge her feelings I think and then be like but you know we're all friends now and like he's still the homie he's moving forward and like you know I'm becoming friends with this young lady I hope we're good and kind of like go from there I'm not saying that like she's going to be your best friend but like you're not going to like sit like if he's hanging out you guys are all going out and that's still your friend you're not going to be like well I'm not going if that bitch is there (laughs) like it's it's too much but sounds like you're genuinely friends with the dude because yeah I (laughs) I'm I'm immature sometimes I could see myself looking at the girl like she's crazy. But if she's nice. But don't be hanging out with her on the side. Like you said, Shade. Group outings, sure. I'm not, I wouldn't be putting that girl's phone number in my phone. Ooh. I would not be talking and texting <laughs> with her. Uh-oh, Chelsea's making a face. No, 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 I'm oh, listening. Is that wrong? Would you be tr- try to be cool with the new girlfriend? No, I mean, I think when in her letter, she says, I tried really hard not to like her. Oh, yeah. But she's really sweet and fucking hilarious. And she likes her a lot. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely like loyalty, right? Like that is your you had a that was your friend. So there is some sense of loyalty, in my opinion. It's like a tough situation. Yeah, I agree. Like you can't be best friends with a new girl, even if she's fucking amazing. Sorry. Like, I even think about the situation I'm in and I'm like, God, I can't break up with him. This will just like fuck everything up. <laughs> because now it's like uh, so many friend groups are intertwined and like yeah. mixed in together. But like, you, we also have to like be adults. Like, so, like of course, like, it hurts like your ego and ego is bruised. But like, ultimately, it, it really has nothing to do with you on a personal level. It's just like a ego hit. It's not yeah. like now if that nigga did you dirty, that's a different conversation. And then I'm probably not fucking with him either. But like, Correct. if it was a mutual breakup, like you guys just parted ways and now, oh my God, he's moving on and meeting a woman. Like that's the way love goes. It's true. I would still only see her in here and there. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, but I'm always like girl first. But like if you're in a couple and now you're and you're homies with him and he's like, hey, let's go do double, Couples triple, date, quadruple date. Trip. I'm not yeah. going. You're not going? <laughs> no, that is so inappropriate. No, I'm not going. I'm not going on a double date with that dude and his new girl. Absolutely not. Yeah, I'd agree. I would hurt my, I would probably crush my friend. It depends but, on how my friend feels about it, actually. But you but all are friends and he's probably friends potentially with your man. Like right. you all were probably doing all of this before. With nope. her though, with my friend. Nope. With my friend, yeah. Not with this nope. new bitch. And it sounds like she was friends with the girl first, correct? Yes. Nope. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going on no couple's so trip with my friend's ex and his new girl. Maybe not a couple's trip, but I don't think a double date is the end of the world. Nope. I'm not doing mm-hmm. a double date. I do like a bunch of people are over at their house and like they're having a party. It's like a big group, you know? Yes. Maybe. I, maybe. I, it literally depends on how the girl feels. feels about it, how she feels, where she's at in it. Is she heartbroken? But I would kind of be frustrated with my friend me. if she's like, you get I'd be like girl but that's the thing I don't even think she would tell you because like a lot of times you don't want to say it because you don't want to be like that way but like obviously you feel some type of way yeah it's gonna sting but I would rather tell my friend unless 
there's no social medias. I would rather tell my friend because the next thing you know, somebody's like tagging the restaurant and then people be crazy. They be finding shit out. They be going That's through the I'm restaurant saying. stories. Next thing you know, That's you caught. I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> if, if, if somebody's going to go sneak around and click stories and shit, then you know that it matters. That's why I'm not going. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I'll just be like cordial with the girl. Polite that- when I see her. I don't love this, guys. I think we need to unpack this. I know this. We're, we're, we're going deep into this, but that kind of then indicates that this friend has that level of like control over your choices in your life. And I think that that's a little extreme. For, I don't like, see it as control. I see it as that's your friend. It's like you're respecting her, you know? Yeah. She's not like, you can't da da da. It's like me being like, you're my girl. It just feels weird. Like I, I, it, I would feel uncomfortable, actually. I know it would hurt her. Yeah. And like, why do I want to do something that I know is going to hurt my friend? But it's like, just too casual to be like, just hanging out with him and his new girl. It's just too, it feels like a little bit insensitive. And again, this is if she feels some type of way. If she's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck, then maybe it's not a big deal. But if you can tell, she's kind of like, I don't like that. So now this person who's fine, the other person is your, the young lady was your friend first. Her man comes into your life after you all develop a relationship. Your friend now gets a new a new man now what oh that don't matter that's my friend she yeah no no, no, no. not you hanging out with her new man but now she has a man time has passed still wouldn't hang out with the with the Maybe. man and the new girlfriend i just have i don't know i'm I'm really trying to understand like how close this person is to the ex-boyfriend like i just don't think that he's that much of a factor here like i would i'd go on a double date with my friend and her new man right i'm not running to go on a double date with him and his new girlfriend like i, I guess don't the, really know him like that i guess the complication here is like your man is now friends with her man too like you know what i'm saying okay these, these are friendships like i i get it glenn like the loyalty is to your friend and like maybe you don't get that close with other people's mans but like i think about a lot of like my couple friends and i'm like damn like i like I love their man. Like if, 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 if shit were to fall apart, I'd be like kind of sad. I'd be wanting to hang out with them. We've, we've <laughs> had a couple break up and there was a joke around like who uh, picked whose side in the divorce, in the divorce. I went with dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a divorce. Yeah. Like, you knew them. Not a two divorce, gay friends course. break, broke up. Glenn is more close with one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm more close with that the other. That was a divorce? No, oh. no. We're kidding. It's hyperbole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were, we, yeah, they split custody or we. That's you know. also different, not, like no shade to, to those friendships. But I think it's different when it's a woman and a man and it's a girl on girl friendship. And it's like, mm. I think, I think there's a different dynamic there of like being the girl and it's like, okay, my man now has a new girl. And it's like, my so-called friend is hanging out with my ex-man and his new girl. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a little different. You think there's a girl code thing at play? Yeah, maybe that's the word, mm-hmm. girl code. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, well, I don't have this issue, so. I mean, it, I will say in the- <laughs> Thanks for the advice. That, that Shadi just referenced, they were totally fine about us hanging out with each other. And I've hung out with, I don't think that I've met the other one's new man, but if I were to hang out with them, it would not be a thing. My friend would not fucking I'm just using that as a frame of reference for like maybe how close you might've gotten with the partner. Okay, got, you know what? I do see that, but no, I see that. Cause I really- But I also see where where Chelsea's coming from in terms of like the dynamic where it's like- with a heterosexual couple, I think there is always like a little line towing between like how close you are with your friend's man. 
Ah, versus so them being too. in a homosexual couple. Like I was with, it don't matter. Like I could hang out with your man all the time. Your man ain't like, there's no weird yeah, I'm energy. Like, we're holding hands and shit. Like we're right. I'm snuggling on the couch with your boyfriend. Right. <laughs> and exactly. I'm sending you pictures of it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, best of luck. Um, yeah. Really interesting. Very. That was very interesting. Good thing Glenn. Ooh, I was going to say something so shady. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Swallow those words right back up. Okay. I'll tell Glenn you offline. I'm about to fight you. Yeah, I'm like, um, the fuck you about to say, bitch? Okay. <laughs> well, um, good luck, girl. Um, maybe let us know how that goes. Don't get jumped by your old friend. Um, <laughs> Don't get jumped. However, if there is a really nice wedding and you get invited, I might go. You will definitely go. <laughs> I would be. I'd ask her. Glenn, get the I fuck have... out of here. You're not even going to go to the dinner. Now you're not. Go- now you're going to the wedding. Yeah, well, because, because you want to be nosy, right? And report back. <laughs> well, I like a. I just like a good wedding. I know. I don't know why. In my I would mind, think the wedding I, is in like Mykonos. Okay. I guess because our friend is in Greece right now. I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if they're by by the time the, the man is going down the aisle, I would hope they're okay. But imagine if they just get engaged like overnight, like real fast, and getting married. Ooh, like everything so she wanted with him, he just does it mad fast. Oh no! Nah, I would have to roast him. I would have to be like, "You, you need therapy." Yeah, no, no. Ooh, but you met God. the new girl, and you're like, "Damn, she is fucking amazing." Fuck! <laughs> like you tried so to not bad. like her, and she's <laughs> so likable. And low key, you knew him, and your friend wasn't really gonna last. Oh. <laughs> 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 Damn. This is horrible. Wow. <laughs> I never want to go through this. You're like, oh, she is quite a she has a better fit. <laughs> yeah, like I love that down too. So Damn. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a great well, what would you do? Thank you, anonymous woman. Right. Yes. Please, if you have a what would you do and you'd like some terrible advice, please email <laughs> us at hello at black girls texting you could also dm us on instagram at black girls texting you can also be a patron if you don't have advice and you just want to support an independent black woman owned podcast mm-hmm. we're on patreon uh at black girls texting and we also have a youtube called black girls texting and we also have a website called black girls texting and we have a twitter called black girls text one good job. lots of options lots of ways to engage Yes, and I retweeted that article. So if you want to quickly find the article, that's a way to find it. We don't even know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.